This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Link and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created has been incredible. I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business. Massive thank you to Travis and Campaign Refinery for their support of the All About Digital Marketing show. Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast. The show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing. Brought to you by Socialink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking SMEs. I'm your host, Chris Bruno, and as always, we're here to bring you the most actionable tips, tricks, tools, and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing. Subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting. You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the All About Digital Marketing podcast. This is a little bit different, and today I know that a lot of small independent retailers are going to be worried, more than worried. We've entered a second lockdown phase here in the UK and things are going to be tough. What we were trying to look at recently on the Social Link show with my business partner and commercial director James O'Donnell was the idea of how can retail independent businesses localize e-commerce and help continue to really focus on supporting and creating that experiential customer service that they offer to their local customers and how they can use e-commerce on a local scale to continue working even during these lockdown periods. Now, unfortunately, when we started to work through this, we started to look at this uh, about a week before everything had actually started to be announced and the UK government having taken the decision. However, the thoughts in here and the ideas are always what we believe the best possible ideas, tips, tools, ways of how small businesses can make a difference online. And we think that right now localizing your e-commerce or getting into some form of localized e-commerce for your customers would be a great way to help them continue to support you during these hard times and more importantly for you to keep in contact with them. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the episode. I hope you enjoy it, guys. If you have any questions or if you're struggling right now, please don't hesitate. You can reach out to us on all social media channels at All About Digmar. We'd be happy to help and give as much free advice as we can. These next few weeks are going to be tough. We all know that. So let's see what we can do to try and help that and help you in any way possible. Take care and enjoy the episode. 
So, Chris, you've been thinking about small retail shops, independent retailers, and how they can make the most of e-commerce. Yeah. So I think it started with us talking internally about the idea that small independent businesses are obviously having a pretty rough ride in 2020. Everything about what's happening in the world doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And our conversations internally started working around the idea of, okay, well, what could we do to best help support an independent retailer to make sure that they're still there a year from now, two years from now, whatever it might be. And I think what was interesting about it is whilst we were talking, we had ideas of our own about what we thought potentially might be the limiting factors or the issues, the problems that these independent retailers would be having. And as part of that, we've kind of tried our best to figure out what those might be. And interestingly enough, the conversation that we had, I think it was last Friday, invariably ended up with me going, give me a sec, I'm going to pop out and go speak to an independent retailer in town and actually find out from their point of view what it is that they're, uh, what it is that they're struggling with. And so what random shop did you choose, Chris? I don't know why you'd want to specify that, James, but uh, I went to a, an independent uh, wine cellar shop. Woo! To be honest, it feels like there's less and less independent shops in the grand scheme of things, but actually those that do exist are trying to do something very specific. And from the conversation, what I had, which was really interesting, was the idea of them opening a retail store in the first place was to give somebody an experiential buying experience, right? It's supposed to be about the touch, the feel, that human to human contact, that touch point. And that's something that's really important to them. And second thing was most of them don't want to become international e-commerce businesses. That's not why they set these businesses up. It's not why they created a small independent retailer in a town or a village or whatever it might be. But that in its own right started to fuel more ideas about this because we want to try and understand What's the best way to support an independent retailer right now as a client, you know, going and buying a bottle of wine from them rather than just picking it up as part of your online Sainsbury's shop or whatever it might be. And also the idea that actually, if you do like that shop and you have been a customer of theirs before, chances are you want them to still be there at the end of all this or when we get to the next new thing. And I think that's the really important part for way too many businesses. So we started talking about the idea of localizing e-commerce. And I think that's where the interesting part comes. A lot of independent retailers have this idea that they want to stay independent, small. They just want to cater to what they started and what their business idea was. And with not trying to tell people that they should go after the international or try to become the next Amazon of wine selling or anything like that, those businesses already exist. They're pretty well established and they're pushing pretty hard. But the reality is in your small community and with those great people that you've met and you've given that great experiential service to over the years, they now have the option to either go online and buy directly from Virgin Wines or Majestics Online or whatever it might be, or, and that's where it's missing. It's the or that's missing. So we've been looking at the idea of localizing e-commerce, creating e-commerce offers that are just for a specific postcode or for two specific postcodes that serve that area where an independent retailer doesn't even need to get a third party delivery service involved. He could or she could actually deliver at the end of their day on the way home kind of thing because it's localized and it's within the 10 minute radius of the business in the first place. And I think that's where the interesting opportunities lie. What do you think has stopped small businesses, independent retailers 
moving into e-commerce in the past? I think it's the idea that it's this huge thing, right? A lot of businesses, and again, the ones that we've spoken to recently, have been talking to us about this idea of, no, we wanted to create that one-to-one feel to a business. We wanted to give a service that was above and beyond reading a bit of blurb on a website about a particular wine or about a particular product. And I think that's really interesting because that in its own right drives that kind of decision making. The second thing is as well, that personal one-to-one touch and that kind of experience also dictates a higher price point. Let's be honest, somebody who's running a wine business, for example, out of a warehouse and just has a website has, doesn't have the same costs and overheads as somebody who's running a retail store and who's also trying to give that one-to-one experience, take a little bit of time to figure out what that client is looking for, find out what they like and what they don't like to then be able to suggest a product that is far more suited. So I think that's really the key to it. They don't necessarily want to get into an e-commerce, big picture kind of sales uh, business. But at the same time, I think it's really important at this stage, and especially with everything that we've gone through so far this year and seeing what's happening in the likes of Wales and Ireland and possibilities of more lockdowns coming, that actually they figure out a way that they can fill the gap between what they usually do in the retail premises and what they can do right now to help support those same customers, those exact same customers. And, you know, what if uh, an independent retailer that you did actually already have a relationship with that you had already been to or anything like that offered you the opportunity to have a quick 15-minute chat to discuss which wine you wanted, and then you could purchase that wine and it would be delivered to your house and it's all within the local area. That to me solves that problem, but also gives customers a chance to continue to support the retailer in the first place, which is what we really want to encourage, right? Support small businesses because otherwise they simply won't be there. And the high street has had a hard enough time over the last five to 10 years as is without this happening like it is at the moment. And I think that's where it's really key. You want to try and find that balance between supporting and still offering that high quality of service for your customers that are already existing. And at the same time, have that little bit of flexibility to be able to have an e-commerce, a free delivery to the local area and continue to be able to offer that to to your customers. So let's say I'm a little wine merchant in Buckhurst Hill, East London, and I can see that people buying wine in my shop has been dwindling over the last six months, Um, but I want to get into e-commerce. What are the first, I don't know, two or three steps that you think someone should take in this direction? So it's a tough one, right? Depending on technical abilities and how you know or don't know how to use the internet websites and everything else. But today there are systems like Squarespace, for example, super easy to be able to knock up a website, but add products, be able to accept payments, and also to be able to define and really kind of pinpoint that delivery service that you want to be able to offer. And literally by just saying, you know, we only service these postcodes, for example, at this time is a great way for you to be able to kind of look out for those people and say, look, this is really specifically for you. The second thing is as well, you're not trying to go from zero to everything. And I think this is key. If you've got a couple of hundred products in your shop, it's massively time consuming to get all of those products up onto your website so that people can pick and choose whatever they might want. But a really good way to test this would be to create something pretty simple. So for example, have wine of the week. 
that's a pretty easy way of doing something. It's not a subscription-based service. It's nothing like that. But you just simply present one product each week and make that available on your website. If you think about it as well, as the time goes on, there's nothing stopping you from leaving that product on the website now that it's done. But you don't have the time-consuming effort of trying to put 200 products in and people trying to figure out what all 200 products are. So that's one way of doing it. Another way would be to, for example, create the mix pack of six, try these new reds. We'd love to hear your feedback and whatever else. And this was where, when I started talking to, to this particular independent retailer, I realized that there's a real sense of wanting to build a community around his product, around the people who like and appreciate it, around the people who want to discover new things. And that started to get me thinking, well, actually, why not do wine of the week and follow it up with, you know, all deliveries will be made on Wednesdays. And on Thursday, we will do a 30-minute session on Zoom whereby I can talk about the wine, I can explain how it works, we can all taste it together, and you could almost create that virtual wine tasting. Now, I know it's not perfect, and I know it's not the best thing in the world, but actually right now, it's a great opportunity and a great way for a small business to be able to create that one-to-many touch point to keep those people involved in their community, and also at the same time, Recording that content allows that to start use, being used for repurposing onto social media, to be used on the website as to the definition of the wine or explaining the wine, can be used on YouTube, for example, as, look, you know, we do virtual wine tastings. Would you like to be part for next week? And all of a sudden now you're building that community. You're doing it digitally. You're offering a small amount of products available for, for order online, which gives you that sense of, hang on a second, does this work or does it not? But, you know, for a small independent retailer, if 10 to 15 people buy online who wouldn't necessarily go into the shops right now because of the way the world is, that's an extra 15 sales. That's a lot. And you're getting those people to continue to be part of your your customer base. They're still part of your community. And now they're getting used to being able to buy from you. That gives you opportunities to start creating new offers, subscription models, whatever it might be in the future. But it's just a slow additional burn right now, which is a really useful thing to have. And those extra sales every week could make a huge difference to the bottom line at the end of the month. There's some segues there, aren't there, to any business that is looking to create anything online about how they need to consider their community or their audience before they start pushing work out there pushing content out into them, thinking about what that audience would be interested in consuming from you? I think most independent retailers especially know it, right? Because they're there, they're running the business, they have that one-to-one contact and they know their customers. A couple of really key things. If you're an independent retailer today and you're not collecting email addresses somehow, that needs to change. Right now, even in-store, you know, make it super simple uh, at checkout. Just say to people, hi, would you like to be added to our newsletter list? You know, at the moment with everything being crazy, we'll send what offers we're going to have and whatever else is going to be coming up. And also we might be offering some products online soon that will be able to be delivered to your house locally or whatever. That kind of element is really important because that's how you build your community. The community isn't just built in the ether around your business. It comes from you bringing them together. And I think those sort of ideas are super simple to implement. Uh, We're MailChimp partners. We love MailChimp. It's super easy. It's free. You can sign up and simply create a mail list. 
And that'll allow you to eventually send out emails with new products, new offers. Or if you do go down the e-commerce route, the ability to send everyone who's already bought from you an easy to go to web page where they can buy something off of you as well. It's about making that journey easy for them. Keep it simple for yourself internally. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. Like I said, don't try an e-commerce sort out every single thing that's in your shop and put it available online. It's just not going to work and it's too time consuming. And it's also not validating your idea. And this is something that's so important, right? We want to push that out to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible in the most simple, cost-effective, time-effective way possible so that we can see whether or not it's of interest. If you send that out to your email list of 50, 100 customers and nobody wants to buy online, they only want to come in to be able to browse or whatever else, fine. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. But if you can test that and people go, yes, I do want to support. Yes, I do like buying from you. Yes, I will buy because it's free delivery to my local area. That gives you incentive to say, this is worth pursuing. This is worth growing out. And then you can decide whether or not it's worth investing more time or money by getting a third party to help you build it. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that. You can find that video, the original, on the Social Inc. YouTube channel. There's a link down below in the show notes and also on our website, www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. The reason I've jumped back in for an outro, and this isn't something that I usually do in any way, shape or form, but it is to say that Social Inc. as an agency, we're trying to do everything that we can. And included in that is we're giving away as much free time as we can to any independent retailer, any small business that right now is struggling when it comes to online. It doesn't matter whether you're struggling to be able to have online conversations or find people and give them better ways for them to interact with you. Or if it's just simply a case of you're stuck, you're not sure what to do next for e-commerce or with your website or with social media marketing, especially during these crazy times. So we're here to just say, again, we want to help as many small businesses as possible. And as part of that, we're giving away free 60 minute sessions with myself and James O'Donnell, our commercial director, to talk about anything to do with your digital marketing, with your online outreach lead generation, e-commerce, whatever it might be. If we can help point you in the right direction, we'll feel better. But more importantly, more of us will be able to come out of this at the end and still have our businesses intact and still be able to continue to flourish. Remember, if you'd like to know anything more, you can visit us on www.socialinc.co or you'll find a link in the show notes below. Again, take care, everybody, and I wish you all the best. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising, or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.